Hey everybody, it's your girl Christina Royster, aka Miss Chris D, host of the Young Black Independentated Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new, welcome. If you're returning, also welcome. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple, Anchor. Hit that subscribe and rate and review as well. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at The YBO Podcast. Today, I'm not joined by a guest, but I have some great news coverage and pop culture for you. So let's get into it. So let's start with Put Y'all On. This is the part of the show where I tell you guys my favorite thing, whether it be music, movies, whatever I'm watching or interested in this week. I'm going to put y'all on to another podcast. I know you're like, I'm already listening to this one. I don't want another one. But these two podcasts actually I'm going to tell you about are pretty interesting. So last week I was listening to Room 20. I believe this is an LA Times podcast. This is a super interesting story about a guy who basically was living in a vegetative state for 15 years in the hospital. He was unidentified. Nobody could figure out his name or his next of kin, but they were just keeping him alive for 15 years in the hospital. And this journalist got involved and she was very interested in the case. And you have to listen to it to find out how it ends. But um, one thing that stood out to me was I was like, how is this hospital just keeping this man for 15 years? Who is paying for this? And it turns out that his hospital bills ended up being like $4 million. So check that podcast out. Um, I wouldn't say it's really true crime because nobody really died, but um, it's called Room 20. Now this other podcast, somebody did die. <laughs> this podcast is called Guru and it's by Wondery. This story is super interesting to me because it's all about the self-help industry. I am definitely one of those people who thinks that the self-help industry is a bunch of bullshit. And I say that because one time I tried to watch the Tony Robbins documentary. I think it's on Netflix or one of those streaming services. And I couldn't even get through it because it was just so nauseating. Like these people, I feel like these self-help people kind of get a God complex because they have all these followers and it's almost cult-like to me. And I, I just don't fuck with that. So this podcast, Guru, talks about specifically one of these self-help businessmen who is now a convicted felon. Um, his name was James Arthur Ray. So he was on Oprah's show in her magazine. You know, he wrote a book. She, he was on Oprah's reading list or whatever. And his whole thing was called Spiritual Warriors. People paid like $50,000 to go to this um, camp or whatever, this boot camp that he had. And I just don't like it because, I mean, you got to get it how you live. Everybody got to get their coin. But these self-help, you know, whatever communities, they really thrive off of people who are already vulnerable and struggling. And then they scrape together their last penny to go to these things just for them to tell you like, oh, you need to meditate and drink water. Like you could have just figured that out on your own. Please don't go to a self-help boot camp. Just freaking read a book and find Jesus. That's my, that's my philosophy. But anyways, this guy, he had people out in the Arizona desert doing a damn sweat lodge, which in this um, podcast, they talk about how the Native American community was very offended by him calling it a sweat lodge because Native Americans have used sweat lodges as spiritual cleansing. Um, that's like a really part of their culture. So for this white man to just take it and he ended up killing three people in a sweat lodge. So for him to just take it and like desecrate it, they were very upset. So this whole thing was just so interesting. It was only six episodes. 
So please take a listen to that. It's called Guru by Wondering. And that is my put y'all on this week. Next, let's get into the news. So what I wanted to talk about first was Portland. What the hell is going on in Portland? I keep seeing Portland all over social media, but I really wasn't privy to what was going on. So um, maybe you guys don't know exactly what's going on either. Like it just seems like chaos and I want to know what's going on. So I looked it up. Here's an article from The Cut. I'll read you guys a little excerpt. Earlier this month, the Department of Homeland Security and the U.S. Marshals Service deployed federal law enforcement officers to Portland, Oregon, to crack down on ongoing protests in the city. Pause right there. So Oregon, Portland, Oregon, has been protesting, you know, for Black Lives Matter for over 50 days. In New Jersey, where I live, the protests have died down. I didn't know that there were cities out there still protesting for 50 days straight. So just let that sink in. Portland was still going hard for Black Lives Matter. As a result, I'm reading from the cut now. As a result, over the past few weeks, demonstrators in Portland have had to contend with not only the local police force, which has been aggressive, using rubber bullets, tear gas, and mass arrest, but also federal agents who, according to recent reports, have been employing violent and constitutionally dubious tactics against protesters, including firing less than lethal, quote unquote, Um, munitions into crowds and driving around the city in unmarked vans to yank protesters off the streets. So some people, some victims of this said that they have been grabbed off the street by federal police in camouflage and body armor and forced into unmarked vans. They're basically kidnapping protesters. So this has just been going on and on. The, um, what do you call it? ACLU? Yeah, they basically put out a restraining order on federal cops and said, you know, you're not allowed to do this to protesters. Protesters have been arrested, however. And now, um, as I'm recording this, they've gone to court and they've basically been let out of jail on the condition that they don't go to any more protests. So there's the system silencing protesters. So it's just a lot going on. And, um, you know, I just saw Trump did a conference or whatever. And he basically was like, we've seen ongoing protests in Portland and Seattle, and it turns out coronavirus cases are going up in those cities. Don't blame the protest for spikes in coronavirus. There's spikes in coronavirus because you don't have a national plan set in place to reopen our country safely. So don't blame protesters. Ugh. You know what? If you want to blame anybody for coronavirus spikes, here's an example. I go to the craft store and I'm in line and I really can't hear the lady up at the register, but I can hear the cashier. And she said, I can't service you without your mask because the lady had her mask down to her neck. She had on one of those neck sleeve things. And I didn't hear what the lady responded. But if I had, I probably would have spoke up and said something because I don't understand why you're in the store without a mask. Why are we still doing this? The girl, the cashier ended up servicing her anyway. And I saw the lady exit the store with her belongings and she still didn't have her mask on. It makes no sense to me. And, you know, somebody put it perfectly on Twitter. Somebody said, if you're offended by like, no mask, no service. Imagine how we felt when there were signs that said whites only. Like, what what right is being taken away by asking you to wear a mask? I still don't get that. And I, I guess I don't get it because there's no answer to it. So that's what's going on in Portland, Oregon. Also in the news, apparently Target and Walmart said that they will not be open on Thanksgiving Day. Now, I've already seen in some areas, Halloween has been canceled. Uh, Mind you, I'm still recording this during a global pandemic. It's July 28th, 2020. And, um, you know, we're slowly, like I said, slowly reopening the country, but 
as soon as we opened, it's like people are closing back down again. So Target and Walmart said that they will not be open on Thanksgiving. I don't know if this is in response to health concerns with the pandemic or maybe they're just giving a shit about workers' rights because I've worked Black Friday before. I've worked Thanksgiving Day before. And you can't ask people to work to the bone for minimum wage, especially during a pandemic. So I really hope that as I said before on the podcast, I think the pandemic has just opened people's eyes to a lot of poor treatment. And so hopefully uh, Target and Walmart being closed on Thanksgiving Day, that'll give some of their workers their life back and their dignity back. Shit. Um, as I'm recording this, you know, the Senate is trying to pass another stimulus bill. I would love another stimulus check, $1,200 stimulus check. Uh, that's about one month's rent. <laughs> but I don't know. I I, I do know that the unemployment benefits were $600 a week, and now that's ending, and they're probably going to drop back down to 200 a week. So I don't know what's going on in the state of our country. All I can do is pray for this country. I do know that some companies like Google have said um, their workers aren't going back till at least 2021. I think that's the same for my job as well. So I don't know. I, th- this is all you know developing, so we'll just have to wait and see. But also in the news, Terry Crews, you, he should be, you know how I've usually done a you're canceled on this show? Terry Crews is on that you're canceled list because he is really acting like donkey of the day, as Charlemagne says. Terry Crews, and I'm, I'm very disappointed because I was just watching Everybody Hates Chris the other day and I was like, wow, this is really the perfect example of the black family. And now Terry Crews is just such a... Coon for a back, lack of a better word, and I use that word because Terry Crews himself this week came up with an acronym for coon: C O O N, conquer our own negativity. This is what he tweeted, and I'm just over it. Like somebody said that the character he played in White Chicks was probably like really his personality, and I can see it now. Like everything that's been coming out of his mouth is just so weird to me, and you know. The whole thing with Kanye happened this past week, so um, unless you're living under a rock, you know what happened with Kanye. He went on another Twitter rant, and that just shed some light on mental health and the importance about talking about mental health in the black community. So I don't know what mental health issues Terry Crews has. Maybe he has none, and maybe he's just a coon. I don't know, but um, I just wish that people would be quiet if nobody asked for their opinion. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Cause I've already said on the podcast before, just shut up. If you don't even, if nobody asks for you to talk, just shut up. Terry Crews is one of those people who just needs to be quiet. Now, another man who has definitely put his foot in his mouth as of late, Snoop Dogg. I won't hold it against him for right now because he did put on a pretty good uh, versus battle with DMX. It wasn't much of a battle. It was more of a party. It was just a great big party. And um, I think that Versus had like 2 million viewers or something like that. Next up is Rick Ross versus 2 Chainz, So that's going to be interesting. But some people are saying they want to see Bow Wow in a Versus. And Bow Wow has, you know, come out on social media and said, I don't really think anybody can verse me. And he said he wasn't being cocky when he said that. He was just implying that he has this unique, um, you know, R&B hip hop sound. And on top of that, Bow Wow, he he said, I'm only in my 30s, you know, I'm still growing, I still have a lot 
of stuff to put out. So, you know, some people threw around Soldier Boy, but Soldier Boy's sound doesn't really match Bow Wow sound. Some people even said, what if Bow Wow and Omarion did a versus against another like hip hop R&B duo? I could see something like that. That would just be a lot of people on the live though. So I don't know how that will work. But, you know, I'm just glad that Versus has kept it up. They've now started streaming on Apple TV and Apple Music. So I don't know who's behind this. I should have did my research and I hope it's, it's gotta be black people. I hope it's black people. Um, I hope that they're making a profit off of this because they're getting, I mean, they do definitely have some sponsors already. They've had, you know, Ciroc sponsor it. So hopefully they're getting some money out of it. Um, now let's talk about more music, Drake. So Drake is in the headlines because Drake surpassed Madonna for most top 10 songs on the Billboard Hot 100. Turns out Drake has had 40 songs in the Hot 100 over his career. Um, there's a whole list of like people who have been on this list. There's Lil Wayne, uh, Michael Jackson. The last is Taylor Swift with 25 in the Hot 100. Taylor Swift came out with a new album over the weekend, actually. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. That's why I say over the weekend. Um, Folklore. Now, I don't know how true this is, but somebody said that her branding and her merch for this album, Folklore, was completely stolen off of black people. Um, There's a black brand called Folklore. So, yeah, Taylor Swift. I don't know. Like, the crazy thing is I used to be a heavy Taylor Swift fan, and now I'm just like, uh, I don't care. Just like Nicki Minaj. Everybody was like, oh, Nicki Minaj is pregnant. You see, like, I wasn't even going to mention that on the podcast because, like, I'm just, I don't care. Like, and now Chloe and Halle are having Nicki Minaj on a remix of Do It. That was not necessary. You're ruining a perfectly good song. We don't need Nicki on every remix. I don't know. I mean... It's, I have nothing against Nikki. It's just I used to be a good, a big fan, and now I just kind of fell off, and she's kind of annoying now, and that's how I feel with Taylor Swift. So, I mean, congrats to her for becoming a mom. I know that's what she really wanted. I'm not sure if she's still with that guy who was a child molester. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you want to have a kid with him, but who am I to judge? That's not my business. So, how did I get on this? Oh yeah, um, Drake surpassed Madonna for most top 10 songs on the Billboard Hot 100 and uh, Taylor Swift was on that list as well who else was on it might be was Ariana Grande on that list I don't know you guys will have to check it out for yourself but Drake big tings all right music not really related to music but kind of rapper Megan Thee Stallion I have to talk about this I have to bring this up so there was a lot of rumors going around this whole story still hasn't been pieced together but this is what we do know Megan Thee Stallion has confirmed that she was shot in both of her feet in Hollywood Hills and had to have surgery to remove the bullets. Um, after Megan, so Megan Thee Stallion was hanging out with Tory Lanez, and so some sources have said that Tory Lanez shot her. I don't know why why Tory Lanez would want to shoot Megan Thee Stallion. Are they dating? Are they friends? Why would he shoot her in the feet? I don't know. And so a lot of people were kind of cracking jokes. And making fun of Megan for getting shot. Talking about, oh, you the stallion, you got shot by a 5'7", nigga. Who cares what what height he is or how goofy it sounds? The woman got shot. And people really made jokes about it. And Megan is clearly traumatized. I've never been shot in my life, but I can only imagine the trauma and the pain she must be feeling. Especially after having surgery on both your feet. 
And um, this girl's just been through so much. She's lost her mom, her grandma, her dad. And then she gets shot in the feet. And she, she said, I didn't deserve to get shot. Consider how you would feel if it were your own sister, girlfriend, etc. Would you be cracking jokes? Because 50 Cent has said something about her. Drea has said something about her. Not by name, but like t- joking about getting shot by a guy. And since then, people have completely slaughtered Drea. And she ended up losing her uh, Savage X Fenty ambassador deal. And somebody said, you know, Rihanna was a victim of domestic abuse. So why would you joke about Megan Thee Stallion being a victim of violence? Like, that was not smart. And that's why you lost your damn brand deal. So I'm really praying for Megan Thee Stallion because she really is at the height of her game. And now these kind of things are trying to slow her down. And that's the last thing she needs. But it seems like everybody has been mad supportive for her. The problem is, like, what doesn't sit well with me is like how people were joking to begin with, because that just proves how unprotected black women are. A black woman gets shot and it's a joke to you. I don't care if it was in her foot, her thigh, her arm. It may not be as deadly of a gunshot wound, but it's still traumatizing. And people just don't give a shit about black women. People just don't. And going back to Kanye, how Kanye brought up Harriet Tubman or something in that rant of his, Keep Harriet Tubman's name out your mouth. Please do not try to slander black women because this country would be nothing without black women. So don't you dare laugh at Megan Thee Stallion for getting shot or come for Harriet Tubman, whatever. I just need y'all to protect black women and support black women the same way y'all support every other nationality. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Now, since we're talking about black women, let's talk about the Emmy nominations. Wow. Black women and men just showed the fuck out. I am so proud that all these black people were nominated. Now, let's make sure they win. I don't know how the Emmys works. I don't know if it's in an Academy votes or the general public votes, but I don't think we get to vote. Yeah, never mind. I don't think we get a vote. But the point is the Emmy nominations are black, blackity black, and I'm so excited. Some things to point out. Watchmen got 26 nominations, the most of any program. So (laughs) I remember I recorded the podcast back in November, 2019. And I said, yeah, I have plans to watch the show Watchmen. I never did. I didn't watch Watchmen until about a month ago during quarantine, June, 2020. But I finally did. And let me tell you, this show was so good. Now I'm not a comic person, so I was very lost in some parts, but Even without having the backstory, I still, you know, understood what was going on. And this show was so good. Regina King, chef's kiss. She deserves all the Emmys. Regina King, um, Yahya Abdul, whatever his last name is. I'm sorry, I always forget his last name. Which, by the way, I saw saw an article that somebody told him to change his Muslim name uh, once he got to Hollywood. And he said no. And I'm glad he didn't. Even though I can't remember his name, I'm just glad that he didn't. He stayed true to his roots. Um, what else? There were plenty of nominations for, um, Blackish, Insecure, Issa Rae, Girl, Holla At Me, still trying to get you on the podcast. (laughs) Um, Issa Rae for Insecure, but also Black Lady Sketch Show. Um, Blackish was nominated. Did I say that? Euphoria, just so many Black people. Zendaya, um, Little Fires Everywhere, Carrie Washington. Oh, that was such a good show. Now, Reese Witherspoon didn't get any nominations. I think only Kerry Washington did. 
But, I mean, she did a good, she had a great performance in Little Fires Everywhere, don't get me wrong. But, obviously, the black people, you know, took the cake. So, I cannot wait to see who wins these um, Emmys. I'm just glad that we got nominated to begin with. And uh, Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us, always getting nominated. Just put it on for black men. Shout out to him. And um, I think also Pose was nominated for some stuff, too. So this is exciting. Like, they, they claim Oscar's so white. Well, let's get some black faces in the Emmys then. Let's start there. And um, speaking of television, Greenleaf, not nominated for anything, I don't think. But I started watching Greenleaf. So let me tell you about this. Greenleaf is in its fifth season. This is the final season. And I started from the beginning, season one, on Netflix. They only have four seasons available on Netflix so far. Well, I watched three seasons in two weeks. I just binged right through this show. And I guess it's because I grew up in the church, so I kind of know how the church behind the scenes operates. And it really does stay true to that. Um, This show is literally a soap opera, but I can't get enough. And actually, Cocoa Butter, I believe they are the black... Um, arm of NBC news reporting. Coco Butter did a best and worst characters on Greenleaf. And I didn't really necessarily agree, but maybe that's because I'm only on, on season three. But overall, this show is just really enlightening. Some great acting by a lot of great uh, black cast. Might, might be an all black cast. I don't know. Yeah, pretty sure it, it, it's pretty much all black people. And you know, this is an own show. So Whatever you guys have going on with Oprah, I know Oprah's been on the fence and everybody everybody's not fucking with her right now. But whatever y'all got going on with Oprah, you have to admit, the woman is a mogul. Her own TV network, writing herself into the shows, of course, Tyler Perry style, you got to. Um, this show is really good to me and I can't wait to see how it ends. And um, I don't know, I, I guess that's all I got for y'all this week. Actually, there's two more things I wanted to mention. One, R.I.P. John Lewis, such a prominent, important, iconic civil rights leader. Um, We lost him this past week. So I just want to say R.I.P. John Lewis. Um, He will definitely be missed. And also, I wanted to point out to you guys that I am going to be speaking on a panel. I'm really excited. This is my first speaking engagement. I hope that you all will register and tune in. It is free, so you don't have to spend any money. It's going to be me and two other women. These other women are entrepreneurs. They have their own businesses. And um, this panel is about increasing your income, you know, through your nine to five, but also side hustles. And I definitely have a lot of side hustles going on. I have the podcast. My art is picking back up. If you guys didn't know, I am an artist. I paint. And I've been selling paintings like hotcakes. It's really amazing how you go from selling no art to selling six paintings in one week. So check that out on social media if you're interested in some custom artwork. But back to the panel. Make sure you guys register. The links and everything will be on the YBO page and also my own page. Um, This panel is for the 2020 Lead Her Summit. Lead Her, H-E-R. For, you know, empowering women in corporate America who want to be emerging leaders. And I'm just so grateful for this opportunity. I never thought that I would be speaking on a panel. So make sure you guys check that out. And this is the outro. So if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to me on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO podcast or my personal page, Miss Christie, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E. 
That's Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the show, rate and review. Bye.